Once, while sharing a hot tub with a girl whom I desperately loved, but had not once made a move on, I was making her laugh by making fun of myself. Suddenly, she stopped laughing and looked at me seriously. She told me, Dan, you know, you're really funny, and it's kind of charming how you make fun of yourself, but it's also kind of pathetic. It makes me sad that you see yourself that way. At the time, I was heartbroken. I didn't realise she was giving me some of the most helpful feedback I would ever receive. That putting myself down for a laugh, sacrificing myself to make someone else happy, might not be the healthiest way to live. For you see, I was a people pleaser from such an early age that I didn't even know it was a thing. I was like a fish in water, completely unaware of my thinking because it had always been my way of thinking. Making others happy was just the way things were. Even though from my earliest childhood I knew I was a good guy, who was caring, empathetic, intelligent, funny and kind, I still didn't have any faith in other people liking me. I thought I had to work hard to make it happen. I first became slightly aware that something was wrong when I entered high school. I noticed I was always nervous around the new people and constantly worried what everyone thought of me. My worst fear was to be publicly humiliated somehow and left alone with no friends or love, like I'd seen some of the poor bullied kids go through. To protect myself from loneliness and potential rejection, I started to create different personas that I would use to make people like me, to make them think I was a nice guy. At the time, I thought I was just being myself, that this was normal. But later in life, I was able to see that I had developed two different strategies to survive socially, and neither of which was particularly authentic. The first was trying to impress people to make them like me. And the second was to hide things about me that would make people dislike me. I would mix this combination of performing and hiding, depending on the situation and the people around me. My objectives were simple enough. Make sure people see all my good qualities, like my humour, my academic performance, my intelligence, my kindness and compassion. And hide all my bad qualities, like the not good enough story constantly pounding through my mind, the chronic social anxiety, and the fear that I was weak or vulnerable because I had emotions like sadness, confusion, fear, and even attraction. My first social mask was what we might call Comedian Dan. I used comedy to make people laugh so they would like me, and I also used this humour to hide my insecurities and fear. I used laughter to prevent conflict and force everyone to feel happy all the time. Then there was Counselor Dan. I would be a great listener and advice giver to make sad or confused people feel better because unhappiness made me so uncomfortable. I'd hide my discomfort behind advice and support, and this also conveniently prevented people from investigating my issues. Counselor Dan was very agreeable. He never had a bad word to say to anyone. Then there was unfazed Dan. I would hide my emotions behind a mask of fake, cool apathy, so no one would confront me. I was that terrified of conflict. Unfazed Dan sometimes even became hide-in-the-background Dan, whenever I was scared of being in the spotlight. Unfazed Dan was great at procrastinating on important but intimidating social tasks, like speaking up at a meeting or making a scary phone call. 
I could somehow convince myself I didn't really care about things even when I really did. Most significantly, there was who we'll call friendzone Dan. When I was about 13 years old, I sent a note to the most popular girl in school asking her out. She had recently complimented my new haircut, so I figured I'd have a go at connecting with her. I was pretty naive and innocent at this stage. She responded by blasting me with a look of pure hatred and giving me the finger. That was so unexpected that from that moment on, I was unable to express attraction directly. Because of this, I could only be nice and friendly to girls I was attracted to, never revealing my sexual interests or masculinity, so they thought I just wanted to be friends all the time. Eventually, one girl was able to get through my wall of niceness, and we actually started dating. This was in my late teens at this stage. This was when my people-pleasing nice guy persona truly developed. I did everything I could to make her happy. I would lose sleep if she was anything else. Even being in a slightly grumpy mood would panic me into trying to fix her. I put her on a pedestal and made my life's mission to make her happy. Despite trying my best, after two and a half years she left me for an older guy from her work. I was devastated. I had been as nice as possible and it still wasn't good enough for someone to love me. I spiralled into depression and hopeless chronic anxiety. For nearly four years after that, I had almost zero interaction with women romantically. I just couldn't get past just being friends. I was stuck there, one friend zone after another. Constant fear of loneliness plagued me. I turned to alcohol, drugs, and even porn to avoid the pain. I'd sit around smoking weed, eating junk food, and watching one movie after another. At the time, I called it relaxing. But now I can clearly see it was more like a heroin addict shooting up to avoid facing a traumatic truth. I also binged on certain validating behaviours, like humble bragging about my achievements to friends I knew would give me compliments, or forcing my help on people so they would appreciate me. There was another area of my life that was suffering also, my career. I couldn't rise up in the Department of Corrections where I worked as a probation officer because I was too scared to go for promotions and too incompetent with confrontations, which are kind of necessary when you work with criminals. I remember one time where an offender I was managing on parole started arguing with me about a penalty I was giving him. I was so intimidated and emotionally choked up that I just backed down completely, and I actually breached my work contract to keep him calm. I had many incidents like this, and I always felt rotten afterwards. Being nice and pleasing people wasn't working, and I was starting to get bitter and resentful. It felt incredibly unfair that all the people I thought of as selfish, mean, and nasty were getting everything I wanted. Even the murderers I was working with got more respect from people and had more fulfilling love lives than I did. Then, in this desperate state of mind, I discovered a book called The Game by Neil Strauss and fell into what's known as the pickup artist community. There was a methodology for manipulating women into being attracted, and it appealed to me because I was desperate. I dived deep into this community for about three years in my mid-twenties, eventually becoming well-trained and making people like me. It even helped me with avoiding confrontation. But a growing dissatisfaction was slowly overcoming me. I was getting laid and even had a few short-term girlfriends, but I still wasn't happy. 
Tricking people into liking me by using psychological tactics wasn't as rewarding as I'd hoped. Girls lost interest in me after I ran out of tricks. If anything, I was just a well-trained people-pleaser now, but still as anxious as ever and still plagued with low self-esteem. I was losing hope and about to give up. Moderating myself to make others happy or attracted to me was only making me miserable. I was finally at rock bottom, ready to risk it all and lose everything. Little did I know this was where I needed to be to finally make a breakthrough. So, one day, I picked up the last of my courage and decided to just stop trying. No more masks, no more tactics, no more trying to impress people, just honesty. Shortly after making this commitment, while walking through a shopping mall, I saw a girl I was instantly attracted to. True to my promise, I let go of all my strategies and tactics and just told her that I thought she was gorgeous. My heart was pumping, my mouth was dry, my anxiety raced through my head. I was prepared for the worst. I expected public humiliation or even to be arrested. But then her face lit up in a massive smile. Something clicked in that moment. I realized that somehow me being honest had made her day. And even more importantly, it had been so thrilling to just let myself be honest that I didn't even care if she liked me or not. That girl, in fact, did not give me her number or anything else, but it didn't matter. I had pleased myself. Unfortunately, I immediately relapsed into people-pleasing behaviours. But I noticed this happen and later reconfirmed my commitment to honesty. From then on, things really started to change. For one, I started initiating confrontations, standing up for myself and what I believed in. There was this one critical moment where I walked in on some workmates making fun of someone who wasn't in the room. I blushed bright red, took a deep breath, and then confronted the whole group about their lack of integrity. It was excruciatingly awkward for about five seconds. And then they all apologized. I realized that my honesty had highlighted their own failure to live according to their values. I walked out of that room feeling bulletproof and more proud of myself than ever before. In the years that followed, I worked on expressing myself more honestly and facing all my social fears. I endured many difficult, anxiety-filled trials and failures along the way. Often I was embarrassed, outright rejected, misunderstood. Sometimes I even accidentally made people cry. But my confidence kept growing. I learned how to confront effectively over time, how to express attraction without being creepy, how to manage and accept my emotions, and how to ask for what I wanted without hesitation. And through these experiences, I started to finally understand how to stop caring what other people thought of me and instead just express myself honestly. I ended up developing what is now known as the 3x model of authentic confidence. Then, slowly, I started really noticing all the other people-pleasers out there. Maybe you're one of them. When I looked closely, I realized they were everywhere. People I used to think of as confident were now so clearly insecure. I don't know how I missed it before. It was obvious. I saw people avoiding conflict, pretending to be happy, being nice instead of expressing attraction, pretending to be unemotional, Hiding in the shadows at social events. I saw the makeup and the fancy clothes. The bragging. The pretend interest in what I did for work. 
the expressions of trying so hard to look cool and unaffected, and the desperate attempts to give help and keep people happy. It was a never-ending stream of people either performing or hiding. I realized I had to help them, and more specifically, I had to help them transform in a shorter time than it took me. So I started coaching people. I formed Brojo and began running workshops. I broke down the people-pleasing, nice-guy-slash-girl psychology into separate barriers that could be overcome one at a time, with specific methods, to allow someone to slowly but surely transform themselves into a confident, boldly honest beast who didn't let other people's judgments hold them back anymore. For nearly five years, I've been helping people-pleasers recover from their addiction to approval and their fears of rejection. I've helped hundreds of people who are just like me let go of those limiting beliefs, social phobias, and the old I'm not good enough story. Today, my clients are getting into authentic relationships for the first time in their lives. They're taking risks to create meaningful careers. They're initiating genuine deep conversations with people they like to create high quality friendships and business connections. They're standing up to their friends, family, and strangers to demand respect. But most of all, they finally accept themselves and love who they are. I used to be miserably single, unable to stand up for myself, and constantly pretending to be something to hide my true self. Now, I've found the love of my life. I can shamelessly share anything about myself publicly without it even hurting my career. I can express myself even when I know people will make fun of me. And I have unleashed a passion for life that I didn't even know was possible. Best of all, this can all be achieved by anyone who learns how to apply my 3x model to overcoming their people-pleasing belief system. And it won't even take as long as I did. All of this has led me to create this program. I have reviewed and dissected the success stories of my clients and myself and discovered the core elements they all have in common when it comes to overcoming people-pleasing and replacing it with boldly honest confidence. You won't need to stop being nice or compassionate, but you will learn how to be passionate, assertive, sexual, and free to be shamelessly honest without being afraid of the consequences, which are mostly in your head. This program will allow you to discover in 12 weeks what it took me over 7 years to figure out. The confidence to always be yourself.